Uh, on the other hand, I, I find you know the people that get you know easily offended or this, you know oh he's bragging, but the majority of those people are doing not much. Six or seven guys in the room that have at least a million dollar net worth, and if 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 just the six or seven of us were hanging around and having a conversation about that, nobody would be impressed about that. Nobody would be bragging if they talked about that. That would just be a normative thing within the group, yeah. You know, so I, I talk about things pretty damn openly from talking to a girl or meeting a new guy. Um, I wouldn't say it's bragging per se, but like, I, I wouldn't be restrained in saying that, you know, you know, yeah, I'm a small business owner. Yeah, I love entrepreneurship. Quit my last job when I was 19. You know, went to an Ivy League graduate school. I wouldn't be restrained in saying those things because, and because the, the type of person that I want to meet they did a lot of the same type of things, you know? They have their own list of things that they wouldn't be offended by that. If anything, they'd be excited. They'd be happy to tell me some of their accomplishments that they might not normally share with other people, you know? So it's not like, you know, there's other people in the room that have a doctorate degree or went to, you know, a premier, premier university here or there as well. They're not offended if I say that I went to a fantastic graduate school. They did too. They're happy, you know, when, when two people like that meet, and they're, you and I have that about some business things. We don't have to talk about them. I'm like, oh, I see you're doing good with some business things. I see you're a smart guy, you know. Actually, we got more than that. You and I have that about, you know, um, both of us have a little sense of pride about some strength training things. Both of us have a sense of pride about some business-related things. I think both of us have a sense of pride of just being um, you know, more, more masculine or comfortable being just a man, you know. Not like in a macho way, but just comfortable being like you know, a man in a time where that's not very popular publicly. So I think at least those three things, you and I have a little bond with each other that I imagine that you feel as well that sure. we both share together. And that doesn't, it's not dick measuring or something, or it's not, uh, I don't think either of us are trying to brag about that with each other. Some things you're probably better at than I am. Some things are probably better at than you are. And it wouldn't be a dick measuring thing, it'd be a, uh, you know, well, what would we do together that might be a, a good synergy that'd be good or fun and useful to both of us, you know? So I, I don't hesitate to talk about those type of things because uh, the people that you want to associate with, they have their own list of things. They might be different things, but they have their own list of things that, that they're pleased with themselves about and, uh, you know, you would be, you know, respectful of or be like, oh, that's great, you know? You'd be happy to meet somebody like that, so. Uh, on the other hand, I, I find you know the people that get you know easily offended or this you know oh he's bragging, so well I don't know you know but the majority of those people are are doing not much, and uh, I don't try to say it in a brag. Yeah, you know who else? You know who else went to my grad school? Everybody else that I graduated with, <laughs> and, and all the people the year before that, and all the people the year after that, and so on. Like you know. It's 10,000 people a year graduate with uh, a degree of similar quality. So you know, I'd like to hang out with more of those type of people. I'd like to hang out with more you know, business people, entrepreneurially minded people, uh, people that are happy to just be a, just be a man. Not in a, again, not in a macho way, not in like an egoic type way, but no, I don't think I'm going to start abiding by whatever, whatever the trendy lunacy of the moment is, you know? So uh, I like those type of people. They tend to like each other, you know? Um, I'd say in a woman context is uh, 
some of the same things apply. That you know, the, the type of girl that I like is either, you know, in a, a premier university or on her way to a premier university. Um, I like a woman who, I like her father to, I mentioned this yesterday, I believe, that I like her to come from a family that her father was a business-related person, hopefully an entrepreneur. If not, I'd like him to be a, you know, a higher level executive of some kind, because that, that'll make, it'll help her understand me an awful lot, you know? I'd, I'd like to talk about those things strategically, all the things that I mentioned that, you know, that, that I mostly intended and you interpreted as being like in a man-to-man -man context. I'd say the same things apply to a woman as well. That if she finds that unrelatable, so you know, if I say, you know, I really like to be productive every day. If I, if I said something like, you know, I spend money every day, so I make sure that I make money every day. Make sure that I go make some money or do something industrious every day. If she's like, you know, like, you know, oh, I just, you know, I just like to sit in the fucking sun and drink champagne at noon and do cocaine at midnight and just chill, you know. I mean, there's nothing, you know, I, I don't need to insult her. I don't feel, I don't feel like that inside. I'm just like, you know, I'd probably be inclined to say, well, you know, I wish you well with that. Good luck. And I just go leave. I don't feel like I need to insult her. I don't, I don't want to argue with her. If that's, if that's her belief system, I don't feel inclined to argue with her about that. <laughs> you know, that just makes me the fool to say, oh, good luck with that. Hope those wrinkles don't come too soon. And, uh. Yeah, go, go talk to another girl, you know? And, you know, again, even if you talk about educational things, like if, uh, if I ask a girl, you know, commonly, so, you know, where, where'd you go to school or where do, you, where do you go to school? I like girls in their early 20s. So where are you going to school? Presuming that she is, you know? I'd be happy if she told me she's going to a top-tier school, you know? And she's not going to feel threatened or she's, gotta, she's not going to think negatively of me if I, you know, if I mention... Uh, that I went to a good school as well, you know? So I, I would say it's not the content, but more the, the meaning of the communication behind the content, that you could talk about whatever, that, you know, it's, it's not that you're trying to... You're just sharing versus if you're trying to impress. I think, I think that's the key thing, yeah. And if we, if we talk, turn that into a money conversation for just a moment, like, in the same way that, you know, I don't mind spending money on a girl, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck at all. But, you know, if I took her to a nice restaurant, I was gonna fucking go there anyway. If I was gonna, if I ordered fucking Uber Eats, it's very likely like a steakhouse or some seafood or something. And like, you know, if, if 50 bucks or 120 bucks or whatever I'm paying, you know, for my dinner, for my personal dinner, it's like, I ate a fucking shepherd's pie in the oven today. So, you know, sometimes I eat something that costs $2 for dinner. Sometimes it's gonna be something nicer, you know, but. Either way, I'm not basing that off of her, you know. So if the girls, uh, it's fine to take the girl to a nice dinner, and she better not complain about our fucking $2 dinner either. If she's not happy that I took her to the shitty taco joint, because I liked a fucking taco that day, you know, she's like, well, why couldn't we go to Spago? Well, find some fucking schmuck to take you to Spago then. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about it, you know. So I'm going to do both. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go get us some, you know, ten dollars for both of us for tacos and three hundred dollars for some other shit and whatever, you know. Um, but it it would be clearer to her that I'm not doing that to impress her. I'm doing whatever I was more or less gonna do anyway, you know. 
If I went to dinner with my friends, we were going to go to a nice restaurant. If I went to dinner by myself, we were going to go to... Or we might go to fucking Popeye's drive-thru and get some fucking, you know, some spicy chicken strips. Some spicy chicken strips and some extra sauce for the mashed potatoes because their, their mashed potato gravy is quite good. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't want a girl that's fussy either way, but it, it'd be clearer to her if I was spending money that I'm not doing that to impress her. I was doing what I was going to do anyway, you know? I, I think, and I think, th I think these words will make sense to you, is like, I think of it as like, when you, when you do that, when you accept a bullshit employee or a bullshit girl into your life, you're creating a management problem. You might, you might be solving a problem in the short term. You might be some, solving something this week, and you're definitely you're creating a management problem this month. And the longer you keep it around, the, the bigger that problem is going to be. And when other people in your team what would other people think if you start bringing some bums into your environment that uh, did half the work or fucked things up and you were just okay with that? You were just lenient about it. Would they, would they maintain their standards? No, way. players don't like playing with B players, you know. And that's, that's the bigger problem. That's the bigger problem is that you have the, pro you have the management problem, but like when you brought this, you know, this asset into your life in the short term that you're like, oh, she's good enough You'll be okay. I'll 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 re-educate her later or something. When you brought that asset into your life to get some short-term pussy, you also brought a much bigger liability onto the balance sheet. And then that fucking shit spreads like cancer. That other people in your life see like, oh, I guess you know the the standard I've been helping holding myself to. I guess that's not the standard. Why am I why am I losing sleep to? Why am I saying no to other things I'd like to do to hold the standard? If I could be down here instead and have the same outcomes. Right. And then you have those ripple effects that, and that causes you, that's much more malicious than the, you know, the individual in question is the, you know, the minor management problem related to all those ripple effects and the bigger picture management problem. And you corrupt your whole goddamn system that way. You corrupt your whole lifestyle that way, you know? Does that make sense or does that just sound dramatic to you? No, I agree. Um, Who thinks that sounds dramatic? <clears throat> it's like, Jesus, Derek, that's a little too much. Let's have the conversation if anybody thinks that. Do you, does anybody not understand the, why I'm saying that with such gravity or graveness in my voice of like, you'll ruin your whole system, you ruin the whole ecosystem introducing this poison to the system. You know, I think, I think on uh, some level, I think that a woman is attracted to somebody like me, and I, I think that you'd have a similar circumstance that just, uh, you, you have that archetype of personality as well. There's a subset of women out there that you know, they're, they're prone to anxiety or a, some, some level of neuroticism that they like to be around someone like you or I that's you know, relatively calm and it, it helps them control their own damn mood, you know? Or then when they act up a little bit, you just kind of look at them funny. Like what they think is a big deal, you're just like, you don't, kinda, you don't even have to say anything necessarily, but they kind of understand like you're, you're thinking, what the hell's the matter with you? What the hell, not in a mean way, but just like, what in the hell's the matter with you? Why are you behaving that way? And then they kind of self-correct. They, they recognize and kind of self-correct their behavioral pattern. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't want to put the idea in your head to be a purist of, you know, well, it, the first indicator of any anxiety for a woman, I'm going to run away. Because you know what? The type of women that would be most attracted to you and most committed to you might be a girl with, you know, above average anxiety 
you know, a bit above average in neuroticism, that I found that in my own life. Those women love me. I don't love them so much. <laughs> but some of those women love me because I'm going to be calm. I'm going to, you know, other guys would just agree with them and tell them anything, lie to them and agree to them and, and do whatever in the short term. Versus I'm going to tell her, like, you know, I, I am going to tell her, what, what the hell is the matter with you? Not in a mean way, even. Just like, what, what are you doing? Stop this shit. Shut up. Just go do this. Come do this with me. Come. Come right now. Let's, we're, we're doing this. You, you don't want to undermine her ability to think or to, to, do, to defer responsibility to every judgment for you. You like to have a woman that has uh, a good brain and strong, independent thought. It's, like, it's her default to test you with that shit. It's like her biological imperative to see if she can where the barrier is, you know? So I'd be happy to tell, and I, I'm not judgmental of her, because literally it's like her biological imperative to test every guy that she's romantically interested in and see, well, what can I get away with? What can I not get away with? What are the rules here, you know? And, you know, if you're not the leader of the relationship, she's got to leave. She's got to go. So she's just looking for you to, to tell her, you know, what are the, what are the guidelines and uh, under what circumstances or does she get to stick around and what benefits she might she accrue for doing that? Mostly emotional benefits more than money or anything. And uh, you know, if you don't adhere to that, then you know, as soon as she, she has to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, it's like that's how she knows that you're still a man. So you can't be mad every time the girl's like, you know, if you're in a five-year relationship, she's still going to fucking, you know, give you the, the quarterly test. You know, the, every three months, four months, she's got to fuck with you a little bit and see if you're still like, you know, if you're still the guy that she thinks that you are. Let's talk about neuroticism and anxiety for a moment. Like, it's not her fault necessarily. The neurotic part's not necessarily her fault. But when I take a, like a personality test, I'm like in the, you know, depends, I took a couple times, the one percentile or four percentile of neuroticism, that meaning very low in neuroticism. And, you know, some people that are high in neuroticism, it's really a disaster. It's like, they're, he, he sent me a word cloud, which I thought was fantastic, that showed, um, is, a, is a University of Pennsylvania doctor, that uh, PhD, I believe, that he did a, a study of, like, what are the words that, you know, uh, people that are high in neuroticism or low in neuroticism, what are the words that they think of? And, you know, in excuse me, in the predominance of those words. So people that are low in neuroticism, they tend to think about words like um, that are team-oriented, accomplishment-oriented. So it'll be words around religion, family, team, you know, their team of various kinds. Yeah, so here, the biggest word in here, success, basketball, workout, soccer, beautiful, blessings, praise, the Lord, chillin', uh, Y'all, uh, <laughs> practice, ready, opportunity, swag, <laughs> God is good, life is good, team, home sweet home. So you get the idea. All right? The high neuroticism people, so I, I would categorize those words generally as things that are related to, you know, words of cooperation that are team-oriented or religious-oriented, family-oriented. I'm not a religious person, but I think that a lot of people that are attracted to religion, they like that sense of community and working together and you got each other's back type of thing, you know? 
So I, I think those are, I think that's the correlation of those sort of things in that word cloud. What do you guys think the neurotic people think about? For the number one word is fucking, fuck, sick of, I hate, stupid, lonely, pissed, crap, alone, bored, crying, shit, angry, kill, dead, bloody, worse, hell, bitch, die, nightmare, shitty, horrible, annoying, fed up, won't, scared, pathetic, for once, yeah. You get the idea. Depression is another big one. Depression. So, you know, you, you just think about that. When you, when you find somebody that's, uh, that has, you know, more neurotic tendencies, um, that's the sort of thought loop that's in their head, you know? And just imagine trying to be productive when you're fucking the thought loop in your head is all these very, very negative things, that feelings of alone, depression, many curse words, words about death and hostility. So just, you know, I have plenty of thoughts like that, but uh, I don't know, you know, I, 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 I'm not dwelling in negativity, you know? I'm not dwelling in negativity, and I, I very much would prefer to have, uh, um, I'm, I'm very team-oriented or performance-oriented, or I'd like to be very cooperative with other people that are high-level functioning people, you know? So that's how you get shit done. That's how everything gets done in the whole world. It's like a few high-functioning people get together and organize some shit, and that's how everything in the world that's good gets done. So um, I would avoid that neurotic part. I don't want to hang out with people that are high in neuroticism. Because, I mean, that's, that's really stark, and like, that's frightening in my mind. That, like, how do you talk somebody out of that? <laughs> Why would you want to waste your time? Yeah. You don't got time to try to talk somebody out of that thought loop. Um, so I, I'd say low neuroticism, go to f find that person, low neurotic, low neurotic. But then people still have anxiety, which is you know, correlated with neuroticism, no doubt. Because imagine if you had all those shitty thoughts in your head, of course you'd feel anxious, it'd be a default setting. Of course you'd feel anxious. So if you can find a low neurotic person that sometimes has uh, not you know, crazy, uncontrollable uh, anxiety, because again, I think that's these people, so I don't want to, I don't want, uh, you don't want anybody in your life thinking like that. It's not going to be useful. But back to that anxiety part for a minute. There'll be some beautiful woman that is low in neuroticism, but she tends to have some, some anxiety, you know, be anxious about some things or whatever, and you know, she'll treat you like a king because she feels the most calm and the most certain and the most comfortable in life when she's around somebody that's, you know, more like you are or more like I am, that, that general archetype of guy, you know? that make sense? Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a bad attribute, but I would say neuroticism is a universally bad attribute. But if she's a little anxious or something, like the number one thing that a woman's looking for in a man is, you know, more, more certainty, more confidence. Like, you know, she'd like somebody like, yeah, the type of girl that would like someone like me and I think someone like you, she's, you know, this, the number one thing you could provide her is more, you know, safety, confidence, security. And that gives her the space that she can be more feminine and playful um, in the ways that, that I really appreciate, you know? So I'm, I'm not anti-anxiety by itself, but I'm very, when I see that crazed neurotic shit, I'm like, whoa, no. Like, that shit's scary. And you're not going to change that, you know? I would, I would never want to have a, 
you can't have an employee, you can't have, it's just toxic, it's just poisonous things. You can't have people like that around. My goal was to earn 8.5K in my business. And I'm happy to say that the course has helped me do that. That's the most I've ever earned in my lifetime, in my business, because I've had such good accountability with the group as well. Everyone in Discord has been unbelievable seeing everyone else winning. It just inspires you naturally to go and strive and win yourself. So if you're thinking about doing the course, absolutely jump in. Thanks for watching. Success is not for everybody and it may not be for you. If you are or are on your way to be a millionaire or multimillionaire, probably gonna wanna spend time with my clients. Probably gonna wanna have a personal relationship with me so we can accelerate that process, get you living up to your, your maximum potential, earning your maximum wage. You're gonna wanna click that follow button. You're gonna wanna click that bell and get notifications. Tune in every Friday, tune in every Monday. You're gonna love what you see. I look forward to having you as a client in the future.